Your meals should be a reflection of your life as a family. Everyone has their go-to favorites, dinners that you can pull off even in your busiest and most stressed times. So share the meals that your family likes. Your family's favorites, they're most likely going to be the ones that are also going to be enjoyed by your friends, as well as the stories connected to those meals and the recipes. Remember that you are inviting people to experience dinner with the family, God's family, and loving them is far more important than what you serve or how you serve it or who does and doesn't come. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey Heath, good to be with you as always. I'm excited for today's episode because uh, my wife Tina's on us. Yeah, if you're wondering what She's that voice was again. you just heard. Yeah. That was Caesar's wife, Tina, opening us up today. The true missionary in the family. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and the, and the premise of the show is that you guys just kind of, you guys were having some conversations recently and thought, man, it might be good to sit down and record you and her having a conversation. So Absolutely. Especially connected to like how she throws parties with ease. Yeah, exactly. Right, and all that. So, but hey, but before we get to that, I, I wanted to just kind of say hey and ho and remind our our friends here that uh, the Cigar and Theology Live event yep. registration is still open, okay? And we're still in the early bird pricing kind of thing. And so if you, if you didn't hear last week's episode, you don't know what Cigar and Theology is, um, Heath and I get together about monthly with all of our bros and friends and some neighbors and all that. And uh, we do something called Cigars and Theology where, guess what? Uh, most of the guys, not everybody, we smoke some cigars, have some food and drinks, and we talk deep theology. And it's part of how we do discipleship and it's part of how we do leadership development, but there's a really specific process for how it goes so that it's not weird, wonky, or becomes a big opinion fest or any of that yeah, stuff. Right. And so we've had we've talked about it on the show before, and we've had so many people ask about it that we thought, hey, why not do it? Let's do it live at Caesar's house. And we'll do it live at my house with happy hour, with dinner, with the c- cigar and theologies, with all the cigars, with some cool swag. <laughs> good beverages. Beverages, you know. all this. And then we're going to completely train you on how to do it and then send you home with a year's worth of sort of outlines. Yeah, so you can go home and do it in your own context. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you didn't hear about it, boom, there it is. At least if you're kind of even interested a little, check it out at 123lifeschool.com forward slash cigars. That's plural, right? Yep. 123lifeschool.com forward slash cigars. And I will say this too. Ladies who are listening, who like just tune out that part, this makes a great special gift for like your yeah. your guy. You yeah. know, like, Birthday, like you were saying, hey, you know what? I know you're into this kind of stuff and I know you mentioned it before. Yep. I want you to go like, you know, late Father's Day gift or early Christmas or yeah. whatever. You know, it's so. just an overnight, September 20th, 21st here, 2019. We're hosting it just outside of Tacoma, Washington. At my house. At Caesar's Woo! house, yep. Yeah, so Tina's again, cooking and the whole program. So if you just go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash cigars and you've got about a week left before the pricing jumps. So if you want to on this yeah, early. Kinda. So we're trying to trying to sweep in the family fast and just be done and then look forward to partying and hanging out. And so. we were kind of shocked because uh, maybe we should have a contest or a special prize for the person that flies the longest to get here because you were just saying, I got today, a text today that somebody from England has registered. They're yeah, fly right. Over from yep, the, so far, they're in the lead for distance to come and smoke a cigar. It's maybe you'll get an next. We'll get you the nicest cigar if you, if you come from further from than London. Thailand or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so uh, in, in light of that, um, in light of that hospitality kind of gift that people will experience even at Cigars and Theology. Yeah. 
Tina's an expert at, at hospitality and serving well and doing things right. So good. And it's natural. Like it's her happy place. I'm not joking. And like yeah. we talk about like how people Sabbath in different ways. You know, some people garden, some people craft, some people have to sit in solitude. I'm not kidding you. Tina sort of restores her soul mm-hmm. by like kind of putting together food and parties and throwing, you know, making people feel great. It's yeah, just, she's great at it. It's just sort of God's gift in her life. And so we coach a lot of people and uh, we coach as couples. Tina and I coach together and it's just awesome. And we've been lately, I guess because it's summer, getting a lot of people saying, okay, listen, I, I need some tips. You know, like mm-hmm. what should I serve? How do I set it up? How, sure. do I, how do I know how much to ask for people to bring and who brings what and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of overhear her answering, you know, like on Voxer or during coaching calls. Sure. And I'm like, man, that stuff's gold. So today, uh, earlier today, uh, Tina and I had a little conversation where we kind of just talked through all that same stuff. Yeah. And uh, we thought, you know, you'd want to hear it as well because it's we're kind of midsummer here. Yeah. But not too late. Plus, it kind of applies to really everything. Sure. It really kind of applies to just throwing a party or having meals. So anyway, let's give this a listen. This will be great. All right. All right. This is awesome having you again on the show, T. This is great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So as uh, we've already kind of set things up and uh, where we're going, what's the first thing you'd suggest that people concentrate on when doing a summer event or really any party or meal for that matter? But right now we're kind of concentrating on summer stuff, right? And parties like that. Yeah, well, the number one thing I always say, it almost really doesn't matter what kind of event or what time of the year, is to treat people like family, not like guests. And don't be afraid to to let people help. Yeah. It's really important that when people come to your home that they feel like they are welcome, that you want them to be there. And though they, they'll feel special, but they, they want to feel at home. And that's what we're all longing for. Is and that that's super, yeah. And that's super important. Like when you've got neighbors coming and they've never been over before and there's that kind of awkward, like, I don't know where to sit or what I shouldn't touch or where do I go? And everybody just kind of stands with one hand on the counter of the kitchen, even if your kitchen's tiny. Absolutely. So and, how do you break that wall? Right. Well, And the first thing that I usually do is take people and I will show them like, here's the dream and here's some food and plates and stuff. And um, Here's but, where we keep the glasses. That's right. Ice is on the door. If you don't like that ice, here's more ice. Yep, exactly. And then and I tell them to help themselves. And then oftentimes I'll actually say um, that, you know, I want you to help yourself. Feel free to root around if you can't find something you like. I probably have it. Yeah. And um, I will take it as the biggest compliment if I see you rooting around in my fridge or my pantry. Then I'll know that you feel like you're at home. I think, too, um, that that idea of treating people like family is, like, so connected to the gospel. And yet we get so caught up with task that we're just worried about pulling off the perfect party, right? Yeah, yeah. And, And that is, we oftentimes feel like we have to have everything just perfect for people. And I think people actually feel much more comfortable when they, uh, just feel like they're accepted for who they are. Yeah, like the who way are we that throwing the party for? For right. our glory? Yeah. Or God's, right? And that's where you have to really trust God for the results. And, you know, remember that you're inviting people to experience dinner here with the family, um, but and, and God's family, the family, God's family. And loving them is way more important than and that what you serve or how you serve it or who comes or who doesn't come. You can trust God for the outcome, even when it doesn't seem successful. And I love, there's so many stories I've heard from people who have had things go exactly the opposite of the way that they thought it was going to go. And yet you could definitely see God's hand in the whole thing. Yeah. Sometimes what we term as successful 
is not necessarily what God deems as successful. We recently had a happy hour at our home, and we do yeah. those with pretty regularity, trying to get to a predictable pattern. And and usually have a lot of people yeah, come. And we had like six come the, yeah. la- the last time. <laughs> and so was that a success or not? Well, the conversations we had with the, those six people were great, and they yeah. were deep. And they took, you know, and, and you can kind of, if you had snapshots of that evening, people were completely lounged, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. they were home. And it they felt, were definitely it at felt home. great. And they're in our neighborhood, so they should be, but they don't, they don't always. Well, that's a, that's a super important word right at the top. Make, you know, treat people like family. Remember that the food and the line and the perfectness of your salad dressing or whatever, that's really not the point. It's making yeah. people, giving people experience of God and his family, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a good word right at the top. Um, now let's go, let's get to some practical stuff. Like what, you know, what are some tips or not even tips, but like, where do you start? Like in, when you start thinking about planning out a summer party or meal or whatever? Yeah. The secret to having a really fun summer party, especially when it's a meal is to keep it simple and obviously have fun. Yeah. Uh, Capital I su- F, right? Yeah. I suggest doing as much preparation ahead of time as your space and your refrigeration allows. I We have a fairly small fridge, even though we have a big house. It's a and big so fridge. so sometimes I end up having to do stuff the day of because that's just the way it goes but you with also, my fridge. I, I see like often you'll have an extra cooler or two holding stuff. Yep. So you prep it and maybe there's a little ice or a couple yep. cold yeah. packs. You got to think so outside the box. So you're pretty ready by the the time people are showing up usually. It's true. It's true. So yeah, so you do as much preparation ahead of time as your space allows, but I have to say this is where I really love lists um, because, you know, creating a list of what you want to serve that day, creating a list of what you need to go shopping to, to serve, and then creating a list uh, of what things need to be done around your house because Making a list will help you to know, to let people know how they can contribute. When somebody says, Hey, I want to come, what can I bring? You never say nothing. Ever, never, ever say nothing. You always say, I hate that when it's like, No, 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 you just, you bring yourself. That says, like, I'm coming to a hotel or I'm coming to a restaurant. Yeah. It's the only time you go to a meal and you bring yourself and your wallet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. It's a restaurant, you know, and then they're just there to take your money, really. Yeah. So, yeah. And sometimes it's hard to remember at the last minute when somebody asks, you know, what you need. So that's why I love the lists. Love the lists. And they just make everything, they de-stressify everything. So The other day, we, we had a big party here. And uh, uh, people were calling in kind of on the way here, some of them. Yeah. And they kept asking, like, well, what can I bring? What can I bring? And even though the meal was pretty covered, you had something they could each bring. And I noticed that, because I heard a few of these calls, I noticed, like, you doubling down on some of the patterns, that some of the things that were going to come later, <laughs> you know, uh, in the meal weren't critical on the front end. Yeah. And um, they were things that, like, uh, like wine or fruit salad, or it was other things that, like, hey, we'll use that at the next party, <laughs> you know? Yes. Because oftentimes people just leave what they bring, right? Yeah. So doubling up on the non-perishables is kind of smart, too. Now, we do have, like, 45 bags of tortilla chips left over. <laughs> this is true. This is true, but we'll be able to use them for many yeah. parties to come. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the other thing I want to say about um, having a fun summer party is, um, and just any party or meal, that using real dishes as much as you can will help people Now, real feel, dishes. You mean real dishes as opposed to like paper plates and yes, plastic? Yes, as opposed to disposables. Yeah, gotcha. You know, it helps people feel like real family because yeah. you don't normally sit around with your family, or at least most families I know of don't use paper plates every yeah, it's night. It's family dinner, kids. Pull on, you know, grab your spork. 
and, yeah. uh, and a plastic little <laughs> and a, nine inch plate, and then yeah. be sure to throw that in the right recycling bin. Yeah, that's right. And so, and of course, depending on the size of the party you have and your household setup, it, you can't always necessarily do all real plates or silverware. But you you can collect those things over time for really cheap. There's a lot of great resources. And we've got the very ugliest, expensive. We've got the <laughs> ugliest pink plates. Not our famous pink platters, the team no. pink platters, but we've got these like Barbie pink plates that are just gross to me, but we got them for like a billion for like $5. Yeah, they're really more like fuchsia and, and they were originally like $3 a piece, but I found them on clearance for 25 cents. Yeah, they're So I bought every single one that they have. We keep so. a couple in the bedroom at night in case like there's an intruder, <laughs> we can hold it up to our chest. They're, they're bulletproof though, they but are. at least it's a real plate and it's been way cheaper than buying tons and tons of paper over the years, Yeah, but it's a real plate. And then, yeah. Yeah, we've had these particular plates for probably, I don't know, four or five years now, maybe six, seven. Uh, try 10, 15. It's possible. We did have another <laughs> set before that that were like a cheaper plastic that did eventually wear out. We had to, we had to buy some And this some more. also allows people to help clean up then too. Cause I, you know, like, like the other day again, which is common, yeah. people are clearing plates. They're, how you done with that? They're helping each other. They're starting to serve each other. And part of that is because they pick up on cues from you or I, right? Yeah. Or our kids or yeah. some of the oikos. They pick up on that like, hey, you know, like we're all here together. We feel like family. What's good family do? Well, they help clean up too. Yep. And, and sometimes when people will say, hey, I've got to leave. Is there anything I can do to help? I say, absolutely. Yes. If you wouldn't mind rounding up some of these plates or glasses or silverware and we'll just load up the dishwasher real quick. So that whole act of cleaning up is definitely very familial and it's, it's, it's like you're you're being vulnerable to say, "Hey, I I could use some help." And in that vulnerability, you you invite them to also be okay with being vulnerable. Key word there, be vulnerable with people because that's what that's what humanity does when we love each other and and, hum, and humility and vulnerability is all key to actually experiencing the gospel, right? If yeah. we have no need, yeah. if we can't be vulnerable because we're all self-contained, well, then we'll never accept Christ, right? We want to never admit our own need. That's true. I, I think about a meal we had recently, and there was a, a younger guy here who was here for his second time ever for a meal, mm. and, you know, Ash's new buddy. Oh, yeah. And um, he was helping to, you know, scrape off plates without being asked. Very cool. We've been treating him like family. He mm-hmm. jumps right in. And this is a big meal, so there was, like, a mountain of plates, and we were still clearing more. But talk about being vulnerable. He just jumped in helping. But I also had to be vulnerable because we just had the big backup of 2019 where our whole sewer system backed up. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're being extra careful about how much grease goes out. Into the drain. And all this stuff. So I had to like go, oh man, instead of saying, ah, I'll just get it later or whatever, I had to like sort of kind of humble myself and go, hey, bro, sorry to do this, but like we just had this clear blockage. So we, I got to be really careful like what we're rinsing down. So um, let's scrape this and then I'm going to take like a, a rag and I'm just going to kind of pre-wipe all this greasy because we were having ribs or something. Anyway, so yeah, but you get to, and I'll tell you what, it wasn't put, it wasn't a put off to him. No. He was kind of like now an insider. So he yeah. was, then he kind of took charge of the whole process of making sure that stuff was degreased. Telling and, other people, <laughs> yeah. Not, not that it was crazy that? picky, but yeah. No. All right. Um, so... Tina, I know you're an amazing cook. I've had this benefit for, you know, 36 years coming up here on marriage, and plus a whole <laughs> bunch of other years, and everybody knows of your cooking fame. Um, and you love, actually, to do these kind of things. Like, this yeah. is your happy place. But so many people don't cook a whole lot, or they're not very set up. They don't feel very set up to do that. Mm-hmm. So what do you recommend for 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 
mere mortals <laughs> for yeah. normal people. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, this really is a reflection of your life as a family. So everybody's kind of got their things that they, they like to do or they can do well. You don't have to be a good cook to be a good host. Um, you can, you can or get... Or be good family. Right, or be good family. I mean, you can get fried chicken. You can get roasted chickens from the stores. You can do a lot of things that are very easy, but find the things that you like to do that you're, that you like to eat, uh, that you can share with the families or come up with a recipe or two that are really, just really easy. I mean, we have a couple of recipes that, you know, like, uh, Drago chicken is one of the ones we do for and salami and, eggs. and salami eggs, um, and <laughs> tuna noodle salad for a lot of our friends. So, so a couple of nights ago, we're doing this giant party and Tina makes like oh, 45, 50 pounds of just simple, <laughs> it was simple, actually really four or five pounds tuna of noodle pasta. salad. And you think, oh my gosh, that's just, how do you have a bunch of people over that you love and you want to show them your best? Well, in this crowd, at least, and Tina knew it, you serve this specific old school from my mom tuna noodle salad. It's nothing special. It's cold. And oh my gosh, there was none left at the end. There was none left. <laughs> we had a lot of other leftovers, but there was no tuna noodle salad. And then also kind of shared some, because there's a whole story that goes with it, which then gives you the chance to tell stories about when you're a kid and your mom and other people that like it and who in the family doesn't yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. Most of the things that you like too really do come with uh, stories and sharing those stories is so endearing to people. And they, again, feel like an insider when they know the story about what's special about that. So, yeah. um, and, and the thing is for like, especially for summer cookouts, um, you know, there's got heat issues and you, you know, if it's, if it's hot where you live and, um, if you're planning to grill and if you're planning to grill and you're not really sure who, how many people are coming over, if you just choose one thing, like some sort of main dish that you're going to do, that you're going to do, that you know, that you're going to have a lot of, and if nothing else comes, it's okay, you know, then, and then you can let everybody else bring the rest. So I, th- like, I think I've kind of noticed that pattern for you. It's just like the tuna noodle salad. You made yeah. a ton of that. And like a ton of one other thing. So they'd have literally, if nothing else showed up, but like appetizers or snackety stuff, yeah. we still had enough bulk. Yes. And it was also favorite stuff. So it all went home because everybody wanted to. And that's yeah. another thing about being prepped. Tina's always on the lookout for the, you know, I don't know, were they glad or whatever? Yeah, the those little disposable, you fake know. Fake Tupperware stuff. You fake know? Tupperware So you things, can just send yeah. it on home and never worry about it coming back. <laughs> yeah. Now, funnily enough, though, I do tell people if they bring it back, then they can be assured that they will have more containers to go bring stuff home in the future. And Ooh, I always cook for an army. Pro quo. So I do get a lot of containers back, sometimes bags and bags of them at a time, which is kind of funny. So Okay, so you pick something and you make a bulk of it and then you're not super worried about it. But I know that you really don't just leave it there. So is there something else you do that helps sort of simplify the process of food showing up and people bringing food and making sure there's enough and it's not just... Oh, all one salad all yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, so picking a theme I think is really helpful for people, especially because it, it makes it a little easier for you to know what to ask people to bring. I mean, you can do this and again any time of the year. Um, and in the winter time, you know, you tend to have more hot things or you know, uh, main you know different kinds of courses. In the summertime, I'd say you know lean towards stuff that you can do outside that you can have outside. But you know to to Keep a good potluck means you want to have a lot of different stuff. So create a theme, create a list of things like so you like, can do for what kind of the themes? theme. Give us some themes. So like I love like we just did one, this one in, with our family recently, family and extended family. We did Chicago dogs. Our da- daughter actually brought 
Vienna beef hot dogs from Chicago, and we did an entire Chicago dog night. So there's, for those of you who don't know, there's a very specific set of ingredients that go on to Chicago-style dogs. Yes. And they're very different than a lot of other things and everything, but it's kind of like glorious if you have all the ingredients together. And even though you go like, I don't know if I really like that weird green relish, or I'm not a huge fan of mustard. When it's all together... Oh, it's magic. Yeah, I so. must say, I don't like the, the peppers or the relish, and I tried them this time, and they were really good. See? I Yeah. yeah. So and something like that, or yeah. taco night, right? That's taco an easy night. one. And there's a million yep. ingredients for tacos, by the way. It, yeah. ain't just, it ain't just hamburger and a little bit of pre-ground no, cheese and lettuce. No, shrimp and, and grilled fish, and pretty much, you can put almost everything in Any it. Any kind of Egg, veggie. Eggs, veggies, yeah. Um, make your own hamburgers, and I, when I say that, I don't necessarily mean that everybody's like patting out the hamburger patties. I wouldn't suggest that. I just mean having like a hamburger salad bar, like where you have all the different toppings um, so, so that people can So you're grilling the burgers, create. but then people can kind of come, yeah, I want bacon, I want this kind of cheese, yeah, I want that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of so, like taco night, but with burgers. But, but with burgers, yeah. yeah. So And salad bars in the summer are really, really good because, you know, in the summertime, you're not necessarily wanting a lot of hot stuff, but you could have like, you know, steak sliced up and chicken sliced up and, and, uh, you know, bacon, BLT salads. And so you can create a whole, your own salad bar or your own sandwich bar, which is another So what's cool about that too is you get the meal going and it's like someone's bringing cucumbers chopped up and they're bringing onions or whatever. If those don't show up, it's not like taco bar's dead. Yeah. Like, well, whatever, you know? Yeah. Or you grab an onion and you chop it up at the last minute, but you didn't plan to, right? Right. Or or if there's three kinds of meats coming, but you made one of them, because like you said, pick your one thing. Right. There's plenty of meat, but then someone shows up and they brought brought chickens and we got fajitas rolling or some steak chopped up or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that kind of gives people rails to run on, right? Yep. That's what I like about themes. I think people wrap their head around it, you know? Now, yeah. this isn't a summer thing, but we've done like breakfast for dinner, right? Yep. You know? Yep. But, but we also did recently, and it was a whole lot of fun, uh, we did 70s Steakhouse. Oh, that was a good theme. That was really fun. That was fun. an indoor-outdoor theme. Actually. It was indoor-outdoor. And we so we did, you know, steaks, but we had A1 and Heinz 57, which kind was of kind of funny. old school toppings and yeah. sides to go with them. Yep. And biggest wedge salad you ever saw, yep. like right out of like our childhood. <laughs> and I told everybody that was coming, because we had, that was a very specific group. We had, it wasn't just an open, you know, uh, anybody come. This was a specific group of people. I said, these this is what I'm thinking. And I threw out a bunch of stuff. And the next thing, and, over, and these most of these people were people who've been over many times. They were just like, "I'll do this, I'll do that." Yeah, they I'll do ran this. with it. I literally just made the steaks that night. Yeah, they that ran it. with it. They got so excited about this theme sparked in them a desire to go. I got this. Like the guy who brought the wedge salads. It was so far above and beyond like oh, the wedge salad. I've I ever never had, had one that. And good. she was proud of it, and we were all gooing on it. And, it, it was and she said, good. "I've never made one before. I had to look it up, and it was." Amazing gourmet. All right, what so what good. tips do you maybe have for like organizing the event itself? So that's how yeah. you get people there and what they're bringing and all. Yep. How do you like? What's what are some tips for like organizing the whole thing so it kind of runs smoothly and it's not a stress ball? Yeah. So again, when you know, have a list of things that you're going to ask people to bring and be very clear what you're asking them. So like you know, if you're doing taco night and you're having somebody bring shredded lettuce, you say I need four cups of shredded lettuce or a whole head of shredded lettuce or salad to serve eight people. So if you ever get the salad bags, which a lot of people like to bring, and that's fine. It's easy. It serves two or three. But, yeah, yeah, it serves two or three. So you know you're going to need two or three of those bags. And we've you had know? that where people, you say, you know, someone new, like, hey, you can bring salad. And so literally they grab a bag of pre-made salad, yeah. no dressings, yeah. and they, and they kind of knew they were coming to 15 people plus that night. 
and but they brought all bags. So that's yeah. not their fault. So that, no, that's why it's really clear because you're, you're saying there's 15 people. If you could bring salad for 15, you, you know, go, well, that's a lot. Well, then you split it in half. Right, right. So it, you know, you can figure it out. I mean, it actually, so like, hey, you could can, you bring salad for eight? And you tell somebody else, hey, could you bring salad for eight? And right. you might get two kinds of salads. Whatever. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I've actually had things where they mix all the salads together, and they, even though they were all different, it turned out to be a really pretty glorious C- salad. Caesar Asian dressing yeah. salad with. <laughs> Anchovies and pepperoni. Or what? Okay. Hey, okay. May have not been what I thought, but All right. so the next thing is discuss when you'll need those items to be brought, so people know the importance of the time that they arrive, or they can make you know uh, arrangements to bring them in advance. Uh, oftentimes, you know, you, people will know like, oh, I work till five, so it's going to be really hard to, for me to make it by six. But that doesn't mean they can't participate. Often so have them bring dessert or, or yeah, either a, bring another dessert beverage or, something. or or a beverage or you, you know they can you can say well if you want to make this I've had some people say I want to make the main dish but I can't make it on time, and I I'll say well can you make it and just bring it to me the day before and then I'll put it in the oven for you like lasagna yeah and we've had people do that and someone else brings it yeah like one person in the community makes like a giant lasagna or yeah. something or they pre grill up something. And, yes. and and then someone else picks it up from their house and brings it for them and stores it in the fridge that day. So it's like teamwork, right? But then they still feel great about when they show up, there's their meat or their yeah. salad or whatever it is. And yeah, so- and that way they're not, you're never excluding them from being able to bring something that's important early in the meal or, you know, something that they can do that they feel great about, um, even if they can't make it but early enough. But communication the key in that. Otherwise people come in and they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so late and everybody's been waiting on this. And, right. And it's not really their fault, but that's not how you build community or make people feel like family. That's how they accidentally feel shame and weirdness. Yeah. And then there's a little negative chink in their armor. And I think know? I've really learned this the hard way of like, you know, having people feel that way. And, and it's never your intention to make them feel that, but it was because I wasn't clear with the expectations. So I think you can you can be graciously clear and think outside the box to help people really feel like they're you know, uh, awesome. able to participate in the best way. All right, so, so. You, you already said do as much as you can in advance before yes. people arrive. That yes. just de-stresses you and everybody else. And I, and I want to just clarify before people are supposed to arrive because oftentimes we get people who come early. Yeah, and, of, and late, right? And late, so. yeah. So and so, don't let that throw you if you feel like you're not finished because you know, they're work. early. Yeah, absolutely. Say, hey, I was just finishing up. Could you help me with this? I mean, we've asked people to... Sweep the floors. We take out you garbage. Know, take out garbage. Blow off the deck. Rearrange the furniture. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, if they're there early, it usually means that they're there because they want. They, they really want to be there yeah. and be with you. And they and they do feel comfortable enough to come early. So let them help. And by the way, too, in all of this prep and during the party, engage your kids. Like even in the planning, hey, what would be fun? Mom and dad are thinking about doing, you know, the hot dog night. What do you like on your hot dogs? What should we have people bring? Yeah. What would be good for dessert with that? And then like, hey, we, we're thinking about having this many people. Could you help dad get chairs out of the garage or could you help them, you know, the, like involve your kids at every little stage and explain why. Yes. Because then you're seeding in. It's not random. You're trying to serve people and you're trying to make them feel like family. And you can connect those dots, trust me, and your kids will pick up on it and they'll never lose it. Yeah. Ours are like living proof of that. Yeah. Like our kids, they party well and everybody feels super welcome. Yeah. yeah. I love actually doing parties with our kids because seriously, it cuts down like my work and stress level because it feels like I have like four more of me because oh, yeah. they're doing the same things and they're bringing 
you know, lots and they're gracious to others and, ser- you know, serving yeah. and making people feel included. It really felt this way over the 4th of July with Team K here. Yeah. I, I felt like we ate and had more food and desserts and drinks and partying than we have in a long time. And I saw you doing less than I've seen you do in a long time. Yeah. Because Team K just kicks in. Right? Yeah. And that's extended Team K. And too. I've had to really uh, actually make myself, like, specifically, and well, and I think this started you guys telling me that I needed to just sit down because everybody was there and could do it because we have all adult kids now, and which is awesome because then I get to spend more time with the grandkids and... Okay. Uh, it's that's so great. All right. So any, and then, any last little uh, yeah, thoughts? Or? Yeah. So you know, obviously, if you're having a big summer party and you don't have enough plates and forks, you know, non disposable. If you're using disposables, this is another great thing that you can have others bring. Now, make sure again that it, they know that or that they're sure that they're going to be there early or have backups just in case. That's yeah, an easy thing. You can't to have, have the person backups. showing up with the plates. 40 minutes into the meal. Right. Right. So. Right. But this is a great thing, an easy thing to have And backups. we have found, too, you almost have to suggest kind of what you want in that category. Yeah. Because there's like the Chinette super thick plates. Yeah. And then there's those ones where that are like serrated around the edge and they're paper thin and four of them don't even hold like jello. Right. And that's the cheapest. And so that's what like your single guys will bring. So just be careful who <laughs> you have in bringing the yeah, disposables. Yeah, again, just be when, very but, clear. But you it, know? Is, it is something else they can bring and they can help with. You know, one of the things I love that I've actually learned probably, I think a premise that I've learned from Tina is the fact that I always thought you had to be the one that does all of the serving and not inviting people into it. But when you actually invite people to Mm. bring stuff and help out and clean the dishes, that is actually inviting them into the family much more than just not having them have any sort of commitment to this thing. Yeah, practically super helpful, right? So not fried all the time. And that's, I think that's part of why she enjoys it so much (laughs) because she's not like, she does not like, she's not dead afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, it treats people like family instead of like guests, like we talked about. So now, yep. for the first time we've ever ever going to do this, we have somebody else actually giving the big three. I believe. I I think it might be the first time. Yeah, I think so. I'm stoked because Tina's going to do it, and uh, we're going <laughs> to give you this printable PDF of the week's big three for free as a download. And if if you're new and you're wondering what the big three is, it's the kind of if we were to distill the showdown, the three points that we'd want you to walk away with, and we make it up in this beautiful PDF. You can print it. Put it on your fridge or on your wall. And you get it for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. And now let's, uh, Tina, why don't you tell us the big three for this week? Uh, Number one, absolutely treat people like family, not like guests. So you can totally help people get drinks or food or show them where to get it. Allow them to look in your fridge, you know, uh, behind the curtain, so to speak. You, you. Let them feel, make them feel more at home and endeared to you than just taking care of them all night. And that also allows you to spend real time with people. Mm. I always tell people who are new at my home, like I said, the highest compliment you can pay me is to rummage around in my fridge or my pantry. And then I know you'll really, you really do feel at home. It's a good one. That's the first big three. That's killer. Okay. Second one. Second one. God is in control. And no matter who shows up or what may happen, you are still a dearly loved child of the almighty loving God. Mm. So you can trust him for the results. And remember that you're inviting people to experience dinner with the family, God's family. Mm-hmm. And loving them is far more important than what you serve or how you serve it or who does or doesn't come. So you can trust God for the outcome even when it doesn't seem or feel successful. It's awesome. Boy, that's maybe the hardest <laughs> That's maybe the hardest part, actually, because just having a party is pretty fun and pretty easy. Okay, third third of the big three. 
third thing, keep it simple and keep your pantry stocked with the things that you can do easily. So then you make your lists, let people help, and don't worry about everything being perfect. No one is perfect, and you will help people feel comfortable much more quickly if you're willing to be imperfect with grace. Tina, thank you so much for being on the show today and for the big three. We're so glad to to be able to partake of some of the wisdom that you are throwing out. Again, if you want the big three for this week, we give it to you for free. All you got to do is 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. You'll get Tina's three rockin' takeaways in a downloadable PDF form. There you go. Hey, if you uh, we're noticing more and more that people are not just listening on iTunes, but they're listening on Stitcher and Pandora and Spotify. And so one of the things we like to ask is if you haven't gotten on any of those, wherever you listen from, if you haven't jumped in and written a review and given us a subscribed. couple of, yeah, subscribe to the show so you get notifications of when we're on. Um, if you would just go on, subscribe, rate us, and give us a review, because what that does is it actually gives these companies that, that put the podcast out there some algorithm information so they know who to put the show in front of. That might Also, be... when people are searching and they come across it and there's no reviews or there's a few or there's a ton, yeah. they go, oh, yeah, this sounds like what I'm looking for. Yeah. So if you're digging the show, you can kind of, quote, pay us you know, back, kind of pay it forward, pay it back, however you want to look at it, yeah. by doing that. And I know, oh, that takes a minute, a whole minute. So if you do that... Thank you. We love it. Yeah, cool. So uh, next week, we're going to talk about uh, the topic of anger. What is godly anger? It's wow. actually a listener requested. Uh, somebody topic. wrote in and said, would you would you Man, do this show I for me? I studied hard for this one, bro. It's gonna, we go deep. Awesome. We're I can't wait. Go so we're, it's it's going to remap our whole understanding of anger. I'm not joking. Really? Yeah. Maybe we'll be angry if people don't join us next month. <laughs> Hey, join us next week for that show. Uh, Thanks for listening today. If you want more information on the show, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.